Welcome to The Vortex with your host, Addie, an ancient cosmic soul, transformation and mindset expert, and evolutionary astrologer. My mission is to help inspire and guide you to help unlock your soul's potential so you can live a joyful, empowered, abundant life. This is a podcast where we take deep dives into topics all along the lines of astrology, spirituality, metaphysics, and so much more. So with further ado, let's dive into today's episode and topic. Hello again, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Vortex with your host, Addie. Today's episode, we are going to be chatting about the astrology for the month of July. I know we're about nine days into July. I'm recording this on July 9th. So this episode, since I didn't get it out right at the beginning of the month, what this episode is going to be, I am going to run through all of the important astrology dates for this coming month, but then I'm just going to really be focusing on like last week and this week's current energy because there's a lot of big shifts happening towards like the middle end of July that I want to dedicate like full separate episodes to. And once I go through all of the dates, I'll kind of explain why. So this episode, it's really just going to be focusing more just on like the beginning of July, but I will just be going doing like a brief run through for all the astrology dates as well. And before I dive into all of the dates, just a couple announcements. So I'm offering live astrology readings and the only live astrology readings I'm offering right now is where we look at specific like events in your life and really figure out like okay what was going on back then what was the astrology why did that happen and we just uncover deeper layers and uncover deeper meanings to these so it's just like deeper soul spiritual alchemy through the lens of astrology in those sessions so if you have been someone who's been through a lot of pain and trauma these sessions can really help you figure out okay well why did this happen to me on such like a deep level and can find a deeper meaning and find that like deeper meaning why behind it as well and can bring like a really beautiful healing too because I'm offering astrology pdf reports so if you want like your birth chart done I offer that in in a pdf version or a video version like pre-recorded that I sent to you um those links are in the show notes and that's all the announcements so now let's just go through the dates for July. So I know I'm recording this on July 9th, so I'm going to be going through this entire month. So we started July 1st on with a moon in Sagittarius. Then July 3rd was that Capricorn full moon we saw. Then July 4th, July 5th was America's solar return because we had the 4th of July, but really America's solar return didn't happen until July 5th. Then we had the Aquarius moon on July 5th, square Jupiter and Taurus. July 6th, we saw the Aquarius moon oppose Mars and Leo. We saw it oppose Venus and Leo. We've also seen Mars quincunx and Neptune. July 7th, Mercury sextile Uranus, the moon in Pisces passed over Saturn in Pisces. July 8th, we saw the moon in Pisces conjunct Neptune, then the moon was in Aries. July 9th, which is today, we have the moon conjunct Chiron later today. We're also going to be seeing the sun in Cancer square the moon in Aries. July 10th, tomorrow, Monday, we have Mars entering Virgo at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then the moon in Taurus, the moon will be in Taurus that evening and this will be the last time before the nodal shift that we see that moon and Taurus meet up with North Node Taurus. So 
definitely going to be talking about that. July 11th, we then have Mercury enter Leo at 12, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be seeing that Taurus moon conjunct Jupiter Taurus. We'll also be seeing the Sun and Cancer square Chiron and Aries. July 12th, Sun square Chiron, moon conjunct Uranus Taurus. We'll also be seeing that Taurus moon trying Pluto Capricorn right before it shifts into Gemini because July 13th, we have the moon in Gemini. We'll be seeing that square over to Mars and Virgo, and then we'll be seeing that square Saturn and Pisces. And July 14th, we have the Sun sextile Uranus. July 17th, we have the Cancer new moon at 2.32 p.m. And then, like, not even two hours after, we have the nodal shift into Aries, South Node Libra at 3.59 p.m. So I'll be doing a whole separate episode for the Cancer new moon and the nodal shift since those are happening on the same day. And then July 22nd, we have the Cancer Sun opposed Pluto Capricorn. We have Venus going retrograde on July 22nd at 9.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, like, 20 minutes later, we have the Sun entering Leo after Venus went retrograde in Leo. So talk about some big Leo energy coming through on July 22nd. So then July 22nd that night, we have Venus retrograde and us going into Leo season because then July 23rd, we have Chiron retrograde in Aries. So then we also are getting more like retrograde energy going there. July 28th, we have Mercury entering Virgo. And that's pretty much it for all like my July dates. But that's why I want to do separate episodes, like more deeper dives onto like these bigger shifts, like that nodal shift, because we're going to be changing themes for the next nine, 18 months when we have North Node Aries, South Node Libra. So that's going to be a whole separate episode. The Cancer New Moon will be an episode. I'll be doing a whole episode on the Venus retrograde and Leo season. So that's kind of like my plan for the rest of the month, like podcast wise. So that way this week, it is kind of like a July, like 2023 astrology update, but we're also just kind of focusing on like this current week's astrology too. But before like we dive deeper into this week's astrology, because we are having some shifts, let's just do a little recap from last week, because last week we did have that Capricorn full moon. And that could have brought a lot of like emotions and things up to the surface, especially since we're still in cancer season. Like, I'm not sure about you guys, but I know for me, this one has been a very like emotionally testy, but also very emotionally healing time. Like I have been crying every single day. I think on Friday, I cried like three or four, maybe five times. I honestly don't know. I've been losing count of how much I've been crying because it's that many times. And like, I've just been having like these little mini, I call them like the little cancer season mini meltdowns where I'll just start crying out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah, this is cancer season really teaching and showing us how to deal with our emotions. But that Capricorn full moon we had July 3rd, that one was really like, forcing us to deal and release with emotions that are no longer serving us, especially since this was the last full moon we had with the South Node Scorpio, North Node Taurus. So this was the last full moon that we had there. So this was helping us kind of close out that cycle in a way. 
There was also a lot of Saturnian, Plutonic energy coming through for that full moon. So that one was really helping us like not only just figure out how to deal with our emotions in a healthier way, but it was also helping us kind of clear up our emotional realms, figure out, okay, how do we need to bring structure? How do we, we like rewrite these boundaries, reevaluate these boundaries? Because with us being in Cancer season two right now and going through like this Capricorn full moon and Pluto's back in Capricorn like this is a time to really like evaluate your boundaries and figure out okay what are the boundaries serving me what's no longer serving me because cancer dealing with like our home and family life this is a time to really evaluate okay what are the boundaries regarding my home and family life am I pouring too much of my energy into my home and family life because this is just coming to my head right now for an example because my boyfriend and I have been watching this the show Shameless and in that show that's just about like a family it's dysfunctional family the dad's an alcoholic the mom has mental illness so she's dealing with her mental illness and it's like six siblings and the oldest to me I don't know if she's a cancer in the show but some of these qualities definitely remind me of like cancerian qualities because the oldest daughter Fiona in the show has to take care of like her five other siblings and she's always taking care of everyone but no one ever takes care of her and no one like she never takes care of herself no one's taking care of her she's always putting everyone else but her first and I think that show just like kind of reminded me of cancer season and how a lot of the times we can always put other people first before us but really we need to put ourselves first we need to remember to put ourselves first as well we need to remember to care for ourselves and to remember to fill our cups as well because there's that saying like you can't pour from an empty cup and that's so true and I always feel that cancer season is a beautiful reminder especially since cancer is a water sign so this is the time to fill up your cup however that may look like for you whether that's going out in nature or turning your phone off for a day or two taking a break from social media going on a run going on a drive, whatever that looks like for you that just kind of like rejuvenizes you, recharges you. This is the time to do that because if we want to be of service, if we want to help other people, we have to take care of ourselves. That way we don't self-destruct because I'm going to bring up the show Shameless again because in the part of the show where I'm at right now, Fiona, the oldest daughter who's always taking care of everyone but no one's taking care of her she's on a very self-destructive path right now like she got caught with drugs she went to jail and then she was on probation she violated probation did some more drugs and she this is just a beautiful example even though it's kind of like a horrific example but it's a good example of where like if we don't follow the cancer lesson of filling our cup up and trying to recharge ourselves and take care of ourselves first it can ultimately lead to self-destruction and self-destructive paths that can really like blow up our lives and that's what's happening in that show so that show shameless is just a good example of how like what happens when you don't fill up your cup when you're taking care of everyone but yourself because you forget to take care of yourself and so this is just a reminder to take care of yourself nurture yourself love yourself show yourself that big love and compassion at this time utilize self-care practices and self-care doesn't have to be this big glamorous thing self-care can just be going out and taking a drive going out in nature 
taking a shower, going to the bathroom, whatever self-care is like for you, whatever fills your cup and rejuvenize you, that's what it looks like for you. And we're all like individually so uniquely different and that's the beauty of it that like one thing that might work for me may not work for you and that's okay because like just I'll share like something for me that's really been like kind of like filling up my cup and like recharging me is I've been going out and like laying outside in the sun and laying out by the pool and going in the pool and going in the water and I was like it's very cancerian but I was like I find like beautiful healing in water and Maybe you don't have a pool. Maybe you can go to a lake, a beach, or even like in your bathtub, whatever. Or just get like a little blow-up pool. It doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. But that's just what's been like really helping me heal right now. And I've been even doing like these little like shower meditations where because I wash my hair once a week. And so every every time I wash my hair, I always envision everything from that week, all the negative energy, anything weighing me down is getting like released down that drain and it's not going to come with me into that next week. Just want to share that little shower ritual I do too. But last week I definitely feel was like kind of like very emotionally heavy. Even when we had that Capricorn full moon, that was like a huge like emotional purge, emotional release. But then we had like the Aquarius moon and the Aquarius moon, we saw that square over to Jupiter and Taurus. So that was bringing up a little bit of squarey like tension really like showing us okay not to overdo it don't like overdo it in certain areas and also we then had the moon in Pisces and that one brought a lot of like heavy emotions too because that was also bringing more water energy we had like a grand water trine right when the moon went into Pisces because we were seeing that moon trine south node Scorpio and then we were seeing the moon trine over to the Cancer Sun and so there was a lot of like emotionally heavy energy like Thursday, Friday, even Saturday, even yesterday. So like this is a great time for emotional healing too, especially since we are getting ready to see like the sun square Chiron in the coming days. That is really helping us do deeper healing work. And also like today we will be seeing like that Aries moon pass over Chiron and we will be seeing the sun square the moon. So this is also really helping us, giving us that courage to do the deeper healing work, to dive deeper into our own emotional waters, our emotional realm. And now that we've kind of talked about like a little like recap from the previous week and kind of touched on this week's now I want to talk about Mars entering Virgo and what to expect with Mars in Virgo. So we have Mars entering Virgo on July 10th which is Monday at 7 40 a.m eastern standard time 4 40 a.m pacific standard time and I do want to read from the only astrology book you'll ever need the interpretation of Mars in Virgo. It says as a Mars and Virgo person you are a prodigious worker who finds your best success in a systemized approach. You are ambitious and proud, though this is not always apparent on the surface. Extremely strong-willed, you can separate yourself from your emotions when it comes to making decisions. In your work, you are shrewd, calculating, and quietly determined. You suspect, you suspect people who only want to deal with big problems, because somehow such people never seem to reach any useful conclusions. Mars and Virgo may appear sexually cool, but in truth, you glamorize sex. You want it to be both physically rapturous and mentally exciting. Exciting. Your passions are strong but kept under tight rein. 
Mars Virgos tend to be successful in professions where control of emotions is advantageous, such as politicians, psychologists, investigators. When putting a plan into action, you must be aware of getting bogged down in detail. So with us having Mars and Virgo in the collective mix during cancer season and this one to me is really going to help us just get a little more organized on our emotional realm too and mars and virgo in general like to me mars and virgo is definitely a great time to get organized get those lists out like declutter clean things up but this also like i love that we have this happening during cancer season because this can help us like clean up our emotional realm our emotional waters this can help us do more of that healing work too so i definitely feel that we can all utilize like the mars and virgo to our advantage it's going to be interesting because with mars and virgo here like we will be seeing Mars and Virgo oppose Saturn and Pisces during its transit, and I will talk about that later on when that happens. But that one is definitely going to be testing like our resilience, our discipline, our will to get just to continue making things happen and achieving our goals. That's really going to test our will there. And then like by the end of the Mars transit and Virgo, we will see Mars oppose Neptune. So that's going to be a very interesting aspect as well there. But just going back to Mars and Virgo, like this one is really just going to be helping us clean up certain areas of our lives too. And I like Mars and Virgo energy. No, I'm not just saying that because I'm a Virgo, but I like the Mars and Virgo energy because it can really help us just clean up areas of our life. It can help us get things back in order because Virgo deals with order, perfectionism, lists, and analytics. So this is really helping us just get that finer line in detail and get things in order and take things to that next level. So this is a great time like for those projects you've been working on, especially with us, like the final week of North Node Taurus, like how great that we have Mars and Virgo here. So we will be seeing Mars trine over to North Node Taurus. So with Mars trining North Node Taurus, this is helping us get our destiny, our mission in line with that next level. This is helping us take things to that higher level. So that can really, we can really utilize that to our advantage. And then we'll be seeing also the Mars Virgo trying the moon in Taurus. So that's also giving us like a boost of positive energy, a little boost of will. This is really giving us that extra energy, courage to continue doing this work to up level our mission, our unique destiny. And especially like too, like with North Node Taurus, it's like, okay, have you been building that solid, strong foundation? Have you gotten things in order? And Mars and Virgo was like, yeah, let me get all my checklists out. Let me let me take a like a second glance over at everything and make sure everything is in order and good is there any like little adjustments i need to make what do i need to change here are there any little tweaks so love that we have this happening we can definitely all utilize mars and virgo to our like highest advantage at this time and then i always like to kind of refer to like these like planet like transits to like fictional characters and so I was trying to come up with like a Mars and Virgo character and to me like the best like one for Mars and Virgo because 
I think like Mars and Leo, Venus and Leo, I did like Serena Vanderwoodson from Gossip Girl. So to me, like Mars and Virgo, it's definitely like kind of like Velma from <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Like that was like the first one that came to mind, like that investigator energy and she always just was like always like thinking like different ideas but then another character too like with the Mars and Virgo energy I always think of like Hermione Granger from Harry Potter because she's very resourceful ambitious like she's super smart strong-willed always coming up with different ideas very organized though and just has everything together and so I definitely think like Mars and Virgo definitely like Hermione Granger vibes too there so I always like comparing like these to like a fictional character just to give like a little bit like a better picture there so but I think those are two like good examples there and then on July 11th we have Mercury entering Leo so then we have another shift going on too and but before I talk about Mercury and Leo, let me actually just continue talking about the moon and Taurus real quick. Because on July 10th, we also will be seeing that moon and Taurus conjunct North Node Taurus. So this is very interesting, actually, because this is the last time that we see the moon and Taurus conjunct North Node Taurus. But how cool that Mars is in Virgo at this time, too. So we'll be having Mars and Virgo trying over to both the moon and North Node while they're conjunct. So... This is really like giving us the extra energy, that much needed boost to take our things to that next level, to that higher level. Also, I'm thinking like Rory Gilmore vibes, like with his Mars and Virgo energy, like Rory Gilmore. So if you've seen Gilmore Girls, so that's just another example. But I really feel that we're being supported here with like this Mars and Virgo energy trining over to the moon and Taurus, North Node Taurus, especially since this is the last time that we are going to be seeing the moon and Taurus conjunct North Node Taurus. That's always like date with destiny vibes. That's really like us reflecting on our destiny, our mission, and are we on the right path? Because this is the last time we'll be seeing the, the moon and Taurus, North Node Taurus, because we're shifting nodes July 17th, so the next time will be Moon in Aries, North Node Aries. So this is the last time that's like a really faded, destined moment, really helping us figure out, okay, what is my destiny? What is my will? Where do I need to take things next? So I really like that we have this going on tomorrow. And then July 11th is when we have Mercury entering Leo at 12, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that will still be July 10th at like... 9:11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and I do want to read about Mercury and Leo from the only astrology book you'll ever need. I have that out right here. So Mercury and Leo bestows a gift for eloquence and a skill for leading others. If you are a native of this position, you have a magnetic flair for dealing with people. You are a superb organizer who knows how to direct, manage, and control. It's true that you can be boastful, arrogant, and bombastic. And if things don't go your way, your fiery temper may ignite. But basically, you have such a kind heart and sunny disposition that people usually forgive you. There is a showy expansiveness to your outlook Though you would rather play than work, you are determined to be successful. You have great enthusiasm and sometimes get so caught up in a pro project you ignore everything else. People with Mercury and Leo are in love with the theater and the performing arts and are happiest when they are on display. Creative fields attract you. You resent tedious work. So Mercury and Leo here, after we have Mars and Virgo, 
we can definitely use this to our advantage with Mercury and Leo. This is definitely, especially since we just had like Mercury and Cancer, like Mercury and Cancer was really putting our emphasis on our emotional realm and was really like putting like our intuition on high too, on high alert, but really helping us navigate their emotional realm. So now with Mercury and Leo during Cancer season, this is giving us the courage to do that even deeper healing work, that deeper emotional healing, having the courage to say what we actually need to say, to have the courage to be more creative, to have more courage to be a better leader too in whatever it is that you do. This is the time to step up and be that leader in your own field, to lead with your voice and not with a fiery temper, but to lead with a kind heart and sunny disposition like it says in this this book like this one it definitely can bring us like a lot of good positive energy good enthusiasm towards like our creative projects our goals um just definitely don't get like too caught up in trying to be like too like all in the spotlight all the time because to me mercury and leo it's definitely like that superstar like energy but we can definitely utilize the mercury and leo to our advantage for getting our own unique messaging out there for spreading our message for spreading light for spreading positive knowledge positive energy for getting the truth out there before we see Mercury enter Leo, though, so on July 10th, so back to July 10th, I apologize for jumping around, but we are going to be seeing Mercury and Cancer oppose Pluto and Capricorn. So again, like there's just a big theme of emotional healing going on right now, like in the last couple of weeks with this astrology. So just I apologize for referencing a lot that a lot, but that's just the theme here is big emotional healing. So with Mercury opposing Pluto and Capricorn on July 10th, this is really giving us big emotional healing. This is helping us do that deeper diving work doing like that deeper spiritual soul alchemy work this is really helping us dive deeper into those layers especially since we're going to be seeing the sun square chiron on july 12th july 11th this is really helping us dive deeper into these realms this can bring a lot of like old wounds old memories up to the surface but just trust that whatever's coming up is meant to come up to be healed at this time so whatever if it's like things from childhood past relationships old memories old beliefs this is the time to heal it and transmute it and figure out okay what are the new beliefs that i want to take with me what are the new habits the new ways that i want to do things what is no longer serving me here especially with south node scorpio especially with us being like in the final week of south node scorpio this is the time to purge and release anything no longer serving you in your current reality so i love that we have all this big like emotional healing themes going on right now because this is helping us purge out anything in our current reality no longer serving us because like we'll see like Mercury opposed Pluto July 10th and then July 11th we have moon conjunct Jupiter sun square Chiron so this is really helping us just continue doing this deeper healing work this spiritual soul alchemy work and whatever that looks like for you and this can be very like intense edgy energy too so maybe you need to like up your workouts i've been having to up the intensity of my workouts because i've been having a lot of excess energy my sleep patterns have been weird so sleep can be very weird at this time too and just very interesting energy too but i'm just really feeling like big emotional healing too going on at this time and we all are experiencing that in different ways different layers um 
on July 12th as well, we'll be seeing the moon conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So that can always bring some interesting, unpredictable, weird things up to the surface. And then by that night, we'll be seeing like moon trying Pluto, like by the end of the moon and Taurus transit, we'll be seeing that moon trying Pluto. So that's also just giving us like more like energy and more aid for transforming, for transmuting this work. Because then July 13th, we get the moon in Gemini. We'll be seeing that moon in Gemini square Mars and Virgo. So that can bring some weird, like volatile, disruptive energy. And just be aware of your energy there. We'll be seeing it square Saturn and Pisces as well. So that can like kind of like bring some frustrations blocks regarding like our projects and what we're doing but don't like get frustrated and throw in the towel it's just a temporary transit trying to help you to figure out a different way through it and then july 14th we have sun sextile uranus so that's just also trying to help us figure out like an innovative way a different way through it but that's pretty much like all like the astrology for like this coming week and that's all I really wanted to focus on for this, like, this episode was just, like, the first couple weeks of July because then, like, next week we were getting into, like, the Cancer New Moon, the nodal shift, and then a Venus retrograde and Leo season and a Chiron retrograde. So a lot is going to be happening, and that's why I want to do, like, separate episodes, deeper dives into those topics so we can really cover that. But I really feel, like, big, like, emotional healing themes going on this week and just do like whatever self-care self-nurturing exercises are best for you but do not neglect that at this time right now either like self-care self-nurturing and making that time for you is so important at this time and I do want to pull a couple cards just to see what comes through so I'm pulling a tarot card first I'm pulling from the prism tarot deck and we got eight of pentacles which is virgo sun and so how funny because we're going to have mars and virgo and we got this virgo energy and it says trying something new personal growth hard work diligence prudence skilled work so this is definitely a time to continue just putting in like that hard work and diligence and even if you are trying something new like don't get lost in the perfectionism aspect because like that's one thing like with virgo is they can get lost in the details they can get lost in the perfectionism and so this is a time where especially with mars and virgo like do not try to get lost in the perfectionism chasing perfectionism will get you nowhere take it from me a virgo son a recovering perfectionist like sometimes we just got to take things and roll with it even if it isn't 100 percent perfect up to the high high virgo standards that they set like that's okay like sometimes we just got to go with messy and whatever we have at that time so sometimes chasing perfection is not the answer and like do not get lost in that do not get lost and like obsessing over all the little details because trust me I do that all the time and I can literally make myself go crazy it's much easier said than done coming from a Virgo but just want to put that out there too so I like that we got the eight of pentacles like right before we have Mars going into Virgo. So I'm pulling from the Deep, Dark, and Dangerous Oracle deck, and we got Kali, and it says love. Love isn't always pretty. Love is authentic and appreciates authenticity. Sometimes real love means you allow someone to make mistakes. Boundaries may be necessary to assist someone you love in the long run. Love is eternal. Acceptance and love can help you negotiate any transition in particular. And 
and also says that the Hindi god Shiva the Destroyer sees Kali Ma for the first time. And Kali is the mother. And it says he fully takes in the sight. He trembles in fear the awesomeness of her, for she is time itself. She is naked because she is infinite and has nothing to hide as time is beautiful and terrible all at once. Shiva sees her open mouth and understands that everything depletes and changes before time and time swallows everything eventually. The wonder of this, the truth of her. He notices she wears a small hip skirt made from human hands which represents all our deeds and actions merging into time. She wears a necklace of skulls which represents all human thoughts which may be great or poor, worthy or unworthy and these merge into time. She holds a cut head in one hand representing the evil demons of all our natures and negative destructive egos and Shiva knows that these two will be suppressed and subdued by time. He sees her dancing on the flame and ashes, blackening her body, and knows deeply that everything that is not needed can be purified through her. He releases. He realizes with shock that she is compassion itself. Everything can be given to her, everything, all of it, and she will transform it. She, in her fierceness, will turn it all into love. Shiva sees her fully and loves her immediately. I really like that because that really actually kind of like embodies the cancer energy too even though like Kali is like this fire goddess like we can definitely like utilize this energy for healing and during cancer season so I really like that we got that card too so I'm gonna leave it at that for this episode but I hope this episode helped really just kind of like your guide for the first couple weeks of July we'll be doing deeper dive episodes for the bigger shifts that are coming But until the next episode, I hope everyone has a great day, a great week, and we will chat again soon.